Chapter Twelve of Smith Journalist by P. G. Wodehouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This reading by Psuke Berea. Chapter Twelve, A Red Taxi Meter. The Astor Hotel faces onto Times Square. A few paces to the right of the main entrance, the Times Building towers to the sky, and at the foot of this the stream of traffic breaks, forming two channels. To the right of the building is Seventh Avenue, quiet, dark, and dull. To the left is Broadway, the Great White Way, the longest, straightest, brightest, wickedest street in the world. Smith and Billy, having left the Astor, started to walk down Broadway to Billy's lodgings in Fourteenth Street. The usual crowd was drifting slowly up and down the glare of the white lights. They had reached Herald Square when a voice behind them exclaimed, "'Why, it's Mr. Windsor!' They wheeled around. A flashly dressed man was standing with an outstretched hand. "'I saw you come out of the Astor,' he said cheerily. "'I said to myself, I know that man. Darned if I could put a name to you, though. So I just followed you along, and right here it came to me.' "'It did, did it?' said Billy politely. "'It did, sir.' I've never set eyes on you before, but I've seen so many photographs of you, I reckon we're old friends. I know your father quite well, Mr. Windsor. He showed me the photographs. You may have heard him speak of me. Jack Lake, how is the old man? Seen him lately? Not for some time. He was well when last he wrote. Good for him, he would be. Tough as a plank, old Joe Windsor. We always called him Joe. You'd have known him down in Missouri, of course, said Billy. That's right, in Missouri. We were side partners for years. "'Now see here, Mr. Windsor, it's early yet. "'Won't you and your friend come along with me and have a smoke and a chat? "'I live right here in 33rd Street. "'I'd be right glad for you to come.' "'I don't doubt it,' said Billy. "'But I'm afraid you'll have to excuse us. "'In a hurry, are you?' "'Not in the least.' "'Then come right along.' "'No, thanks.' "'Say, why not? It's only a step.' "'Because we don't want to. Good night.' He turned and started to walk away. The other stood for a moment staring, then crossed the road. Smith broke the silence. "'Correct me if I am wrong, Comrade Windsor,' he said tentatively. "'But were you not a trifle, shall we say, abrupt, with the old family friend?' Billy Windsor laughed. "'If my father's name was Joseph,' he said, "'instead of being William the same as mine, "'and if he'd ever been in Missouri in his life, which he hasn't, "'and if I'd been photographed since I was a kid, which I haven't been, "'I might have gone along. "'As it was, I thought it better not to.' "'These are deep waters, Comrade Windsor. Do you mean to intimate? If they can't do any better than that, we shan't have much to worry us. What do they take us for, I wonder, farmers? Playing off a comic supplement bluff like that on us?' There was honest indignation in Billy's voice. "'You think, then, that if we had accepted Comrade Lake's invitation and got along for a smoke and a chat, the chat would not have been of the pleasantest nature? We should have been put out of business.' "'I have heard so much,' said Smith, thoughtfully, "'of the lavish hospitality of the American.' "'Taxi, sir?' A red taximeter cab was crawling down the road at their side. Billy shook his head. "'Not that a taxi would be an unsound scheme,' said Smith. "'Not that particular one, if you don't mind.' "'Something about it that offends your aesthetic taste?' queried Smith sympathetically. "'Something about it makes my aesthetic taste kick like a mule,' said Billy." "'Ah! We highly-strung literary men do have these curious prejudices. We cannot help it. We are the slaves of our temperaments. Let us walk, then. After all, the night is fine, and we are young and strong.' They had reached Twenty-Third Street when Billy stopped. 
"'I don't know about walking,' he said. "'Suppose we take the elevated.' "'Anything you wish, Comrade Windsor. I am in your hands.' They cut across into Sixth Avenue and walked up the stairs to the station of the elevated railway. A train was just coming in. "'Has it escaped your notice, Comrade Windsor,' said Smith after a pause, "'that, so far from speeding to your lodgings, we are going in precisely the opposite direction? We are in an uptown train.' "'I noticed it,' said Billy briefly. "'Are we going anywhere in particular?' "'This train goes as far as 110th Street. We'll go up to there.' "'And then?' "'And then we'll come back.' "'And after that, I suppose, we shall make a trip to Philadelphia, or Chicago, or somewhere?' "'Well, well, I am in your hands, Comrade Windsor. The night is young. Take me where you will. We are two young men out for reckless dissipation. By all means, let us have it.' At 110th Street they left the train, went down the stairs, and crossed the street. Halfway across Billy stopped. "'What now, Comrade Windsor?' inquired Smith patiently. "'Have you thought of some new form of entertainment?' Billy was making for a spot some few yards down the road. Looking in that direction, Smith saw his objective. In the shadow of the elevator there was standing a taxi-meter cab. "'Taxi, sir?' said the driver as they approached. "'We are giving you a great deal of trouble,' said Billy. "'You must be losing money over this job. "'All this while you might be getting fares downtown.' "'These meetings, however,' urged Smith, "'are very pleasant.' "'I can save you worrying,' said Billy. "'My address is 84 East 14th Street. "'We're going back there now.' "'Search me,' said the driver. "'I don't know what you're talking about.' "'I thought perhaps you did,' replied Billy. "'Good night.' "'These things are very disturbing,' said Smith, "'when they were in the train.' "'Dignity is impossible when one is compelled to be the hunted fawn. "'When did you begin to suspect that yonder merchant was doing the sleuth-hound act?' "'When I saw him in Broadway having a heart-to-heart -heart talk with our friend from Missouri. "'He must be something of an expert at the game to have kept on our track.' "'Not on your life. It's as easy as falling off a log. "'There are only certain places where you can get off an elevated train. "'All he'd got to do was get there before the train and wait. "'I didn't expect to dodge him by taking the elevated. "'I just wanted to make certain of his game.' The train pulled up at the 14th Street station. In the roadway at the foot of the opposite staircase was a red taximeter cab. End of chapter 12 of Smith Journalist by P. G. Wodehouse